Welcome to Talking Events, the industry podcast brought to you by Event Industry News. Today's podcast is being recorded from the London headquarters of event app provider Guidebook. Uh, a big thank you to all of the Guidebook team for allowing us to set up the Talking Events studio in their offices. Um, you can get in touch with the podcast using its dedicated Twitter feed at Talking Events. You can also watch a video recording of each podcast via the Event Industry News YouTube channel. Let's get started with today's episode, um, and we welcome, first of all, Katie Williams, Account Director from Guidebook. Katie, thanks for joining us. No problem. Thanks for having me. James Morgan from Event Tech Lab. Very good day to you, sir. Hello, James. Good to see you. Um, today's podcast subject, gamification and gamifying events. Let's get straight into what it actually is. People have heard the term gamification or gamifying used perhaps for the last 18 months, couple of years now. Um, Katie, what is it, first of all? Um, one of the big problems is that no one really knows what it means. Um, people like to throw the word out there and I think people use it for everything. Uh, essentially gamification, if you just break the word down, it's turning something into a game. So whether that's a competition or just sort of a, a friendly contest. Um, in, in the context of events, it's typically some sort of um, incentive-driven activity. Um, but the term gamification is actually quite broad and is, is thrown around um, as sort of a, a catch-all term for any type of game. Well, just to, to, uh, our friend Wikipedia does give us something, which is Do that they? gamification is the use of game thinking and game design elements in non-game contexts. Do you think that helps us at all? Let, let's perhaps look at how it's been applied so far in the industry to perhaps give people a feel for what it is and how it can be used. Um, James, your experiences of using gamification elements within events? Um, I think we just need to look back uh, in the history of events in one established sector, which is team building, for example. I mean, they use gamification, or have been for, for ages. It doesn't have an electronic application. It has a live application. And I think um, that's where probably the idea came from, starting to use it um, to engage with people people electronically, so not just in the live sense. Um, these days, we see people engaging electronically and in the live sense, so there's that extra uh, facet to the, uh, to the equation. So does, does gamification necessarily have to be through the use of technology, or, or could, could it be applied and deployed in face-to-face -face environments? It's not necessarily with just technology. It's I think it's any, as Wikipedia would suggest, uh, any sort of yeah game-like activity in, in a scenario that's not a game itself. Moving on with this, this particular definition, and I've just plucked this one. I'm sure there are hundreds of different ones out there if people you know, search the internet for definitions of, of, of the term. But it says here, gamification's main purposes are to engage, teach, entertain, and measure. Now, they are phrases that are often used in, in the event industry, certainly in terms of measuring return of investment, measuring engagement. So how, how would gamification help us to achieve those four things, engage, teach, entertain, and measure? Um, so we've, uh, with Guidebook, we've powered a few events that have used gamification, um, and they've spanned from massive Comic-Cons all the way to an event that we did in, in London just a couple of weeks ago that was a small conference on sustainability. Um, and when it has been successful, it does increase engagement at the event because it enables the delegates or visitors or people that are there at the event to kind of see the information in, in a different way. So if it's 
um, exhibitors or event content, what they'll what the event organizers will incorporate uh, with gamification is they'll have that information kind of in a, in a scavenger hunt format or some sort of way where it's it's challenging to actually get the information that they want to, to gain at the event. Uh, so it just brings kind of a, an additional element of interaction with that with that information. I actually played your scavenger hunt game at a conference in Bulgaria. Mm-hmm. Um, it was part of the event app, the guidebook event app, and I thought it was great fun. Um, but I think the, um, the value of that is not just the game itself, but also the amount of people that participate in that game, the data you can collect, and that data is important in, in not just return on investment, but return on objective. And one of the objectives could be is to increase audience engagement at an event. Although it might not be a finite number, people want to see more people involved. So to create an experience that's maybe more immersive, where you get more participation in terms of active participation rather than passive participation where somebody's just sat in an audience listening to something. I'm, I'm going to go go to some more you know information that we've, we've pulled up prior to today's podcast and that's looking at the five basic mechanics of gaming which are collecting points, achieving new levels, earn achievements such as badges and prizes, participating in challenges and comparing progress with others via leaderboards. They're the five basic mechanics of, of gaming. Now, I think then it's starting to become a little bit clearer then with this term, how these principles can be applied into an event environment. Because arguably, James, a lot of event organisers are, are, are very much looking to target these principles anyway, aren't they? Well, they are. And, and actually, it doesn't need to be just at the event itself. Um, there's a clever Australian company called Play to Lead that actually use uh, gamification pre-event to engage people. And they have created a leaderboard for that. Uh, they give away points so that people, by the time they get to the event, they're already in a position to win more, climb the leaderboard and things like that. But I think what you need to remember is that, yes, you can have gamification, but the scavenger hunt was interesting. But then I've seen other applications where it's pre- been pretty boring, like a noughts and crosses game or something like that. And... I think that it's all in the design of the game itself. And I think um, if you've got a winning design like the scavenger hunt, that's something that you want to build on and that's something that event organisers are going to come back to. Well, let's look at that as a concept then. Where where did the idea for the scavenger hunt come from and and how was that developed? So the scavenger hunt is incorporated into the app via QR codes um, and it was originally conceived in the context of kind of a um yeah a a convention where there was multiple different areas in the venue that the organizers wanted to basically draw traffic to sort of pieces or or parts of the event that would might have been forgotten about or, or abandoned otherwise and so they were able to direct traffic to those areas using this scavenger hunt like game with physical qr codes that were interacting with with the digital app Uh, But I do think that James brings up a really good point that when executed properly, gamification can be massively successful and it can accomplish all of those goals, increasing engagement and um, kind of getting people more immersed into into the event. But unless there is a significant effort on on the part of the organizer to really make that gamification piece successful, then it can really flop in a major way. Um, So I think that there's 
definitely two sides of, of the gamification coin and it uh, shouldn't be taken lightly. And I think the outcome's important as well because of that particular scavenger hunt, um, there were some decent prizes to be won. And obviously that's the incentive part that you talked about earlier, Katie. And I think the incentive is not just the leaderboard, but what do you get when you get to the top of the leaderboard? Free ticket, next event for free, discount on your next conference place, whatever that mechanism is, it's important to have something that people aspire to or want. In terms of executing any element of, uh, of gamification within within technology, let, let, let's look at uh, event technology as, as the scenario and, and maybe deploying it within an event app as an, as, as an example. Um, how does an organiser go about looking to execute it properly? How do they plan to incorporate these sort of elements into it properly in order to then deliver it appropriately and, and succeed with it at, at the event? Um, I think it starts by really like even taking a step, one step further back and thinking what are the high level objectives of the event uh, and who are the people that are going to be there and how they, you know, you have to know your own audience and, and whether they will even want to, to engage in that way with the content. I think another sort of common pitfall with gamification is that people use it as sometimes a crutch for maybe, you know, of something that they can use if, they, if the content of the event itself maybe is not compelling enough to inspire people to be engaged with it. And if that's where you're starting from with looking into gamification, that's, you're already kind of off on the wrong foot. So you already have to have good content, good people at an event before you even begin that uh, sort of exploration of, of gamification. And from there, when you start uh, exploring it, it's a question of marketing it early enough, um, you know, having like knowing the venue uh, if you're going to do a scavenger hunt kind of thinking where do you want to be directing traffic um, and you have to get it's a bit more like logistical and, and hands-on and I think <clears throat> the other thing is, is innovation in the area as well so we have the scavenger hut format uh, there may be other formats out there the noughts and crosses or whatever they may be I think it's it's quite important that um, as Katie said you step back to what what your audience is who are they and the scavenger hunt might be too basic a concept it could have been done a year ago at a similar conference or exhibition or something like that so you have to really know what's out there in the market so you can do something a little bit more unique because after all it is about unique experiences that are going to promote more engagement i'm going to throw a, a, another little bit of information at you here this is a quote from forbes do not confuse activity with success so just by getting people to, to participate and be active in this gamification doesn't necessarily, uh, if we interpret it this way, make the event a success. So how do organisers then look at the data or look at the interactivity that, that's taken place in any element of gamification at their event and actually determine whether or not their event has been successful? How difficult a task is that? I, first of all, could not agree more with that quote. Um, I think there is way too much hype around just getting activity and, and getting buzz without any real substance uh, behind what's actually happening at the event and what engagement truly, truly means. Um, the task of measuring engagement is is not uh it's not very easy but something that we've seen on our platform i mean guidebook has been now deployed over twenty thousand times uh, and we have aggregate data across all of those events and so we can see very clear patterns of how 
users uh, interact with event apps and thus the event. So when they first deploy or when they first open the app, what features are they looking at? What things are they clicking on the most? And that's a pretty good indication of uh, the types of things that people are, are engaging with at the event. Um, and what we've seen over and over and over again is that the most important or the most um, yeah, the, the first thing that anyone will, will look at when they go to an event and when they open an app is the, the key content and the essential information. When are things happening? Where are they happening? You know, who, who's involved in them? And those are, are very basic things, but you have to do those things right before uh, you can sort of take the next steps for sort of extra uh, bells and whistles. So do you think like you could actually integrate the... If, you, if people are going to those things first, do you mm -hmm. think you could actually integrate the gamification into that, the, uh, the, where they're going first? Um, <laughs> no, I don't think so. Okay. I, think, I think it's dangerous to do so. Um, I think you first give people what they want in a simple and easy way, and you do not try and do too much too soon. Once you've, again, we've seen gamification, we've seen sort of these extra things deployed successfully on our application. Um, but you have to have the basics right first. As soon as you start making things uh, like overwhelming or, or complicated, and if someone has to open the app and immediately like you know sign up for something or you know put themselves on some sort of leaderboard when they just want to see a map, mm. um, all of a sudden what you're trying to the you know the goal that you had of making things more engaging is now actually detracting from adoption because people get a barrier at the at the first step. I'm just going back to this Forbes piece here because there's some really interesting stuff on here that, which ties in with what you guys are saying. Um, the original quote came from 2013 and at the time they predicted that 80% um, of current gamified applications will actually fail to meet business objectives primarily due to poor design. Mm. So, James, you've worked at an awful lot of events, mm. uh, organisers over the years, a lot of suppliers and seen lots of different technology in, in, in what you're doing now. Um Let's go back to the original design of things and how they're actually put together. What needs to happen in order to be able to integrate gamification elements into something if it's not designed from the outset to, to do so? The job of an event organiser is to create a unique experience. Um, and if you look at the word of creativity, um, is that innovation where it's purely a totally new format that nobody's ever seen before or is just repurposing or rejigging an idea with maybe a little twist to it or something like that. And that is obviously the easiest thing to do because A, it doesn't take a lot of thinking to do it. It's just joining up different ideas and bringing them into some new idea. But in terms of pure innovation, that's where you have to be clever. That's where you have to uh, provide something that is unique in its own right and never been done before. So event planners want to do that. Um, it might be in terms of content, could be in terms of gamified apps that they ask people like Guidebook to design for them. But I think in terms of the design, it's about uniqueness. Katie, coming from, you know, the, the uh, Sorry, can I just add something? Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. It's the unique experience for that audience. Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of design, making, get, offering something that can be applied to lots of different events, but I suppose in a way allowing each one to be bespoke for that audience. How difficult a task is that, both for the for the designer and for the event organizer who's going to be utilizing it? Oh, these days it's surprisingly easy, and it's much easier than people think. Uh, I think people 
again, I'm going to keep coming back on this. I, I, I think one of the biggest problems in events today is that they are overcomplicated and they're trying too hard. Uh, I think getting back to basics um, is really essential for, for many of these events, and I think that's what will enable them to be more successful. Creating different types uh, of events for different audiences and in designing the, the content to fit those different groups is actually very easy with platform technology, um, whether that's with, with websites or with apps like Guidebook. Um, you can deploy an app like this happens, yeah, on our on our platform every single day, thousands of times per day. Someone will deploy an app for a wedding and deploy an app for a fifty thousand person consumer show uh, using the same tools. It's because the way that people access information is actually quite uniform uh, across different types of events. When you say getting back to basics, let's just expand on that. What are the basics? What are people forgetting? What have people got carried away with? And what should they be getting back to? They should be getting back to uh, user onboarding. So that's the first time that a user walks into a venue, access, like accesses a, a mobile uh, you know, app or, or a website. What is the information that, that they need about that event? Uh, so the, the content um, and yeah, the, the interaction piece will follow. So I think when I say get back to basics, I mean um, design something that's easy to access uh, and that's, that's intuitive to, to interact with. Um, let's look at communication. Again, get back to basics on a, on a simple level. Event organizers and events need to communicate with their audience, don't they? They need yep. to send clear messages before, during, and after an event takes place. So if you're going to incorporate gamification elements, how do you actually communicate what is expected or what a, a, an audience can actually participate in as well as communicating all the essential information about your event without perhaps muddying the uh, the overall message? Well, I think <clears throat> you can have an event that's got no technology at all, maybe just a projector and an AV stage for 20 people sat in a small room to a conference and then you can extend that to a wedding you know so you got all sorts of different events for different people and communicating the messages has each got to have its own unique kind of communication tagline or whatever you the way you're going to call it and when you bring in the the technology it does make that easier because you've got the website where you can start that communication you've got your pre-marketing you can start the communication there normally event uh, apps are advertised a couple of weeks before the event itself you can have pop-ups come up you can you can have notifications come up in your telephone and things like that so there's all sorts of possibilities to communicate the game to to the audience just because we've spoken a lot about the, I suppose, the theory behind it, let's look at some actual practical applications. Have either of you got examples of, of gamification that has been deployed um, in, in events? Well, good, good <coughs> scenarios. I know we've, we've spoken about the, the, uh, the scavenger hunt scenario, yeah. but are there any other examples or well, events can, that you've I, been to where it's been deployed I can successfully? Give you, uh, I can give you an example uh, where we haven't used technology at all. Um, where we got a, uh, a, um, a mobile cocktail bar and we had a cocktail hack and we just let people know beforehand these are the ingredients in the bar, come to your rest, uh, with your recipe to the event. Uh, we put them into teams as they walk through the door and then they got in their teams and they created these cocktails. Um, and somebody won, somebody came second, somebody came third, there was a prize, there was a leaderboard, it was the same kind of principle. So it doesn't necessarily have to involve technology, 
Um, but what you do do in, in, in those kind of, I suppose, games where teams are involved, um, it's more than just a one-on-one um, experience with an application um, where you can start involving more people and then there's a rapport built around small group or a larger group into being having that experience. Um, the, the good thing about the, um, the, the, the technological application is the data that comes out of that. So as we, as we highlighted earlier, as you've just proved again, James, it doesn't necessarily have to be technology-based in order to incorporate elements of gamification, but how many organisers think that that's the case? So many of them. Um, and they, again, throw around the term that they don't necessarily understand. It's just been, you know, kind of used as a, as a buzzword for a while now in the industry, like, oh, we need to gamify our event. It's not, uh, it's not tech enough or it's not fun enough. Um, so it's important to understand that the the idea of engagement can involve gamification, um, but it, it starts with um, yeah just having having engaging content. One other um, tool that we've seen that was not sort of a, a scavenger hunt uh, that was a, a game like concept was just a like a photo um, photo sharing game where people just it wasn't it wasn't necessarily a competition but they just had they encouraged everyone to to use the app to take photos of the event and then they did kind of pick out uh, a few of their favorites and then post them on their website afterwards um, and that was a really you know easy to understand simple um, way to get people interacting uh, at the event and, and sharing experiences with each other and then they also had. Uh, not necessarily data, but um, a whole then library of photos that they could uh, use in sort of post-event marketing. Do we think that organisers are actually deploying a lot of these elements of gamification already, but they just don't realise it? Um, and perhaps it just needs to be enhanced on or, or refined a little bit more? I think event organisers are... I mean, we live in an experience economy. That's what people want. They, they talk about experiences, what they're going to uh, see, hear smell taste touch and and um uh, uh, and that's kind of where we are in 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 the world and i think people may just put elements into their events that actually just to enhance that experience but without realizing that is gamification where do we see it going in the future where could this take us to is it a slippery slope is it actually going to make events better what, what, what do we think uh, to be completely honest, I think the trend of gamification is a trend. Uh, and I think that as it is right now, uh, for the events that it's not massively successful for, which I are they are there, but I think that they're probably the exception, the rest that are using it as a gimmick, uh, I think will get tired of trying uh, to, to kind of force this, this gimmick into the, into the events. Um, so I, I don't see a whole lot of... Um, yeah, I don't see gamification really uh, here to stay for the long term. Can I just ask, do you think that's when there's one person interacting with an electronic game of a sort set? So I'm here sat on my app doing the scavenger hunt, but if there was um, a way that you could do it as a team doing, as a team kind of thing, do you think that would kind of give it a another lease of life? I mean, actually, I think what, what you're speaking about, about having events be more experiential and uh, having people kind of interact with, with content in different ways, that's not necessarily considered in the industry gamification. 
um, I think that is going to develop um, and that people will realize that that's where mm. like the true value and true engagement really lies. Uh, but I think the whole, um, yeah, this whole concept of like, oh, you know, we have our next big event, we need to make it bigger and better. So like throw in some sort of random game that's that's not really aligned with the objectives of, of the event and with the audience. Mm. I think that people will soon, you know, they'll have to eventually realize that it's just, it's a bit of a treadmill. As an industry, though, we love a gimmick and we love a buzzword and a buzz phrase, don't we? Yeah. Whether that be amplifying yeah. events or gamifying events. I mean, how much is too much? We've, we've talked in, in other episodes well, about distractions and technology becoming a distraction at events. And is this another strand to I would, I, I, a distraction? I would, I would just leave your listeners with, with a thought and they can even tweet it back to you because they might have some great ideas. Absolutely. It could be to do with 3D or... Uh, virtual reality or something like that um, but I'd leave you with this thought the Times crossword has been around for hundreds of years so if you use that as the basis of gamification where do we go in the future so tweet some ideas I reckon Tweet some ideas. How can, how can we gamify events? How are you gamifying events if you listen to this? Tweet at Talking Events. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Um, you can also watch a video uh, review of this particular podcast via the Event Industry News YouTube channel. Thank you very much to James Morgan. Thank you. And thank you very much to Katie Williams. Here's my pleasure. And we'll see you on the next episode of Talking Events. Mm-hmm.